Awareness sucks until it doesn't. I should know. I've been a practicing licensed clinical social worker in New York for more than 30 years. We have been given enough awareness on how to expand to satisfy the two universal desires, being happy and being loved. Now what? Now it is time to live it. This podcast focuses on transcending awareness into practice through dialogue with curious guests. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Today's uh, topic theme of friendship is with Linda. Linda I have known for quite a few years. Uh, she's a reflective, motivated uh, woman waking up happy <laughs> and um, had a career in education that spanned uh, 40 years and more. So I'm so happy to have Linda um, dialogue with me on the theme of friendship and we went below friendship and above friendship in terms of without realizing it we talked about um, acquaintances and what is the difference with friendship and then we went into companionship and how is companionship different than friendship. And that is something that it took a lifetime for me personally to see these different layers of connecting with people. And it expanded me as a person and it expanded me as a therapist. So I'm just delighted that we had this conversation with Linda today. Linda, hello. Hi, Yolanda. Friendship. Oh, what a theme. Friendship. So many definitions, so many angles, so many kinds. <laughs> so, please, I, I, I don't know where to begin. So I'm putting it on you. <laughs> So when I think of friendships, I think of so many kinds of friendships. I think of friendships of utility, where you might be going to the grocery store and simply to have a transaction, but yet you know the person who's doing the transaction, so you might ask about the family. I think there are friendships of pleasure, where you either golf together, you play tennis together, you go to the beach together, and then I think there are friendships um, that are totally enduring friendships where you meet somebody, you start out as acquaintances, you move more closely, um, and you either become very good friends or closer friends, or maybe not acquaintances or not because you don't have the same kind of similarities. Um, 
And when I think of friendships, I think how enriched my life is because of them. And I wonder, Yolanda, um, I'm an outgoing person, so people always tell me that I attract friends. So I'm wondering in your profession, in your personal life, um, is that the case with many people? Um, are the extroverts the one that attract a lot of friends at first? Or is it the introverts that quietly attract them? I was just, you know, just thinking about those kinds of things. Well, that is if we go with your definition, attracting friends, people coming to us. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the direction. It's a two-way street. We approach other people as well. That's true. Maybe not so much in your experience, but no, at least... No, that, that is yeah. true. So um, are you asking if you're an introvert or an extrovert, is it easier to make friends? Is that, is, is that what you're asking? That's one aspect of what I'm asking. And the reason I'm asking that is in my profession um, of being an educator, um, starting out first as a teacher and then a, a school district administrator, what I noticed the most for little children and middle school and high school, it was a friendship of belonging. They wanted to belong to something. And as a teacher, I noticed that many times it was the extroverted children that other children gathered around. However, in the long term, it didn't make much of a difference because the introverted people as well met many and developed friendships in a different way. So I, I was just curious about that. I think this is a good place to offer some definition of extrovert and introvert, at least the way that I am using those words. Um, and those experiences, I always see an extrovert. Um, it doesn't mean that I am the center of attention and I talk a lot and I'm an extrovert. It has nothing to do with that because Correct. a lot of people are shocked when they know me and I'm very energetic and I have no shyness about me <laughs> presenting right. when I say I am a very serious introvert. You see, that people don't believe it. So extrovert and introvert, it's really connected with where and how do you go to charge your energies? Where do you go to charge yourself? An extrovert needs dialogue, needs to talk to people, needs to be in conversation, in connection. An introvert needs alone time. Right. And it's not, and, and an introvert can be in a group and be very um, uh, present and the center of attention. But the minute that group ends, they need maybe a few hours alone. An extrovert, they want to continue that. So it's easier, of course, when you recharge and that is your the way you walk in life to... Uh, approach people and to be in conversation with people to draw in or for you to go in a group. So it's both ways. You can join or people join you. An introvert, after a while, 
too much conversation. It, it, it's a limit. They actually have a limit that they just have to stop and they have to walk away. So right. it doesn't really matter. It's just easier to be an extrovert for this reason. But like you said, in the long run, the uh, being extrovert or an introvert does not mean more or less friends. I love that you clarified that and clarified it beautifully because I think you're absolutely right. I think there are times in people's lives where they're an extrovert at certain ages and then they become an introvert and they're extroverted because of either the position they hold or some other reason. So I like that you clarified that. And in thinking of friendships, I think of the deepest kinds of friendships that I have, what it brings to me. You know, what are some of the things that I enjoy when I'm with people? I enjoy nurtured conversations, you know, where I leave inspired, those kinds of things. But the deepest friendships I have are based on character, who the person is and how they comport themselves in many ways. Which means, how, which means, sorry for interrupting you, if their values and beliefs coincide with what, what you hold precious and important. Not always, though. Not always. Sometimes, yes, 90% for what you just said, but sometimes I'll see another character um, value that I would love to either have more of, and I look at it, and I'm like, wow, you know, I'd like to bring that into my life. Or also. that, or that. <laughs> right. Or yes, or that. Or that. Someone that you admire to the point yes. that you want to emulate. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Do you see- yes, yeah. I agree with you. You see, the way that I see friendships, even with the examples that you said before, it starts, I see it as um, different layers and the layer deepens, acquaintance, friendship, and then mm-hmm. I have another word for it, companionship. Oh, nice. I see companionship as the deepest level of connection. It's almost like there's an inner link there with another person, whether they live next door and you speak to them every day, or you speak to them once every two, 10 years. That right. can be a companion. So the frequency that you talk to, it, so what, what are the different layers that I'm talking about? What you said, the examples, you see someone, and if the conversation starts with, how are you? That's an acquaintance. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. That's great. In friendship, uh, if I haven't seen you, I don't start with, how are you? I don't start like that. I start either by immediately starting to tell you something about my life or invading you with some insulting, but because we love each other, it's it's not insulting (laughs) ways. That's true. It's never polite. Right. (laughs) How are you? Just right, yeah. So that's one distinction between acquaintances and friendship. So what a friendship, you see, you need trust. Yes. 
So trust is important in every level of human condition. Mm-hmm. So it can be, let's say, a friendship uh, where you had enough time, enough things in common, or like you said, things that you admire in the other person, and you mm-hmm. and you desire to get to know them, to spend more time together, to mm-hmm. have more activities or more dialogues together, because it right. feels pleasant, and you feel uh, expanded after that, and there's a trust. Right. Mm-hmm. And do you equate trust and loyalty? Loyalty is a is a tricky situation. It is. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. I don't either. Yeah. Okay. Not necessarily. Yeah. Because sometimes uh, you, because of loyalty, actually, unfortunately, you remain loyal even if you don't trust the person anymore. And it's almost blindness and you don't know when to stop loyalty because that's one of the rules in your life. You have to be loyal no matter what. And that's sometimes a dangerous way to go. So I don't see it uh, equal. Yeah. No, I don't either. Yeah. So friendships, you see, um, I see friendships as what brings us together usually is common common interests, common um, yes. activities, common beliefs yes. um, that attracts us and, and we, we come into friendship. But you see, one thing that needs to t- be taken into consideration is that friendships change colors. Is a, a, a characteristic of having a friend. And if you hold the belief that it should never change, then there is trouble there. Because we, why? Yeah. Because we change. We expand. We, we are evolving. Again, whether you know it, you want it or not, we are in the process of evolving. And if, let's say, Let's say a friend you had in elementary school. It was such, you know, heart to heart with elementary children, my best friend. Right. In two minutes, you're my best friend. Isn't that beautiful? Absolutely. <laughs> and, it is. And sometimes that continues. But you see, the initial connection was the memory of the young age and what we played in that. And then if that friendship stays, whenever you are with that person, energetically, it brings you back there. And if that's the only thing you have the point of connection that it it brings to the memories of when you, that's great. But if you start evolving and you have other interests and, and moving in different directions in life and that precious, precious childhood friend moves right. in different direction, it's not that the friendship broke. It just it just feels like you don't enjoy each other anymore. But it does. A lot of people confuse that as it's the end of the friendship. It's not necessarily no. the end of the friendship. Is the end of the what connected us is the memory how we felt when I'm with you. I feel twelve years old and it's great. 
Right. But now it's not interesting to me to, to do that. I want different connection with people. And we might part ways. And right. sometimes it's very difficult for people. They don't understand that when friendships um, met their purpose, they met their the meaning, what they were supposed to be for each other, it's natural sometimes, Linda, to end. Not for any negative reason. Not because, but people don't, it's very difficult to comprehend that. So sometimes I see people getting into fights when it's not necessary. There's blaming <laughs> and to find right. a reason, an excuse why this friendship ended, for example. And so I always see friendships as a candle and sometimes it burns and it takes oh, long, hell. long time. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it just burns, it's, it melts and it finished. It's nobody's fault. You know, my uh, maternal grandmother um, always said to me, um, friendships are either for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And a reason could be that you work together or you play tennis together. A season could be anything. It could be a month. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. It could be 20 years or, you know, such like that. And then there were lifetime friends. And she said, but each of those bring memories. And each of those have their place in your life. And just as you said it, they can end naturally because just like you said, the candle, it, you know, it's done. It's, it's done. done. And I think, I think it's sometimes hard for people to let friendships go like that. And they hang on when there's cer certainly no reason to have them hang on anymore, except, you know, oh, how can it end? But it can because like you said, you know, we continually evolve. And friendships, I think, really um, enrich each other. And if it doesn't enrich, it kind of fades away. And then to try to hold on to that is probably, to me, not the most meaningful thing to do. And it's very hard when one person understands, like you just said, and the other person doesn't understand that mentality that way. It and, is. And sees it as... Um, a, a betrayal you see right. sometimes you actually do have betrayal in a friendship where there's loss of trust the minute a trust so that is not only in romantic relationships there is any kind of connections oh, with absolutely. people the minute the trust crack the trust cracks that is very it takes a lot of time and so then we have the conflicts and the differences in a friendship. And I always say to, to my friends, to my clients, um, it's crucial. It re that's when it will show where the friendship is at. If it is a friendship that, that it's meant to, it has more life to it, you put energy time, mm -hmm. focus, work, to take responsibility 
of your contribution in the conflict. And the other person takes oh, responsibility of their contribution in the conflict. Because whenever we have conflict, it's never one person's fault. It's always 50-50. Right. And very often we don't see this and we start blaming. So if a friendship is too, it has more life, we put all this investment and it needs to be you own your responsibility, you express it, because we tend to go and point fingers and I'll tell you, Linda, what you have to change and what you have right. to correct. And that's when it really chips away. That's, that's uh, closer to the death of the relationship. But if you stay with Linda, you're right. This was my part. And you say, and Yolanda, this was my part. We have a chance there to clear it and when you mm -hmm. clear it, that's the only way we can move on. Because a lot of friendships sometimes, conflicts happen, which is natural in human beings. Absolutely. If they don't get cleared and they, you put it under the carpet, they gather and it piles up. And then after a while, you lift the carpet and it stinks down there. So you don't want to clear anything. Okay, it's the end now. Right. It's too much. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, you can't go back. So it really I depends on the level of commitment you have in a friendship. And, and you know, um, the level of trust you have in a friendship. So I think recently I've been reevaluating a lot of friendships um, because I'm finding that, that I need more time to myself. And I think the most important commodity anyone has, in my opinion, is time and who we spend it with and how we spend it. And I was thinking of certain friendships that um, have lately just brought a lot of drama into my world um, because their lives are filled with drama. And also, I, I think negative emotion, negative energy is something I have to stay away from. It just doesn't work for me. Um, so in reevaluating the friendships, I'm looking at the give and take in these friendships. I'm looking at um, the duration of the give and take. I'm looking lo long-term, short-term, and I'm making some decisions that may be painful um, for both of us, but for me, they're the right thing to do right now, or they may be actually welcomed by both of us. Because I think sometimes friendships, you, you try to continue and continue when really you've evolved differently. So I'm wondering how you, th you think of that and friends that have negative energy or friends that bring so much drama. Well, you see, if they were, if they were friends, and you consider them friends and they brought drama and they were friends, it was a part of you that maybe liked the drama, maybe enjoyed the drama. It was, and then as you evolved and expanded, that part diminished and you grew to have less tolerance of drama. So, but that the other person and the, and the, and the um, state of friendship stayed with drama or negativity, let's say. So mm -hmm. it's your decision that now what used to work 
doesn't work for you. So it doesn't, because there's a tendency to start, say, to start saying, well, you're too negative now. But if you became my friend, you didn't become negative. Now, some people do become more negative as, they, as time <laughs> goes by, I'm not saying. But if that changes, then it's, it's your call. And also you said something else, give and take. You, you use the term give and take. You see, that is when it's still in the friendship level layer that in some ways there is a silent, secretive way of counting what I did for you, what did you do for me, is there give and take, is the expectation of give and take. And that is now, if this friendship moves into companionship, that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, very interesting. So when we talk about companionship, another aspect in companionship is either high-level integrity or the role of spirituality for both people. There is some talk along those lines. And for me, a person with high integrity and a person who are, considers themselves to be connected, to have a spiritual connection, are identical. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I know I have dear, dear, dear friends that call themselves agnostic or atheist, but the, the integrity, the level of integrity they come, they have means nothing to me. I don't care what you call yourself is what your <laughs> actions really matter, right? So when you enter companionship, you see the personality, the, the clashes of your personality, my personality, somehow start taking b back seat and we start valuing each other purely as human beings, as two souls, even if we never, as people, we, we are souls, but we don't know our soul. We're not in connected with our soul, even if that word is used very loosely, of course. But, right. but you see, there is an intrinsic, I see the intrinsic value. You, Carolinda, separate from your personality. For, for what you say, I believe, and that, that, that doesn't, that is not so important anymore. That is not our point of connection. So mm -hmm. it's a much deeper way, deeper level of connection in companionship that is absolute trust. There is not, it's the fear of being betrayed. And even if someone acts in a way that you feel betrayal, you trust they, they never had bad intentions for me, even mm -hmm. if they did something that you felt betrayed. And it's easier to go in and clear it. Naturally, you go in. So when we talk about companionship, it's a much... And again, there is no expectations. That's key. We should call each other every day, every week. We should only five minutes on the phone. 
oh, only two taxes uh, this week. Uh, there's no such thing because the connection and the level of trust is so deep. And sometimes we meet someone. You see, time, it's not so much related to it. Sometimes we meet someone and we can enter so fast on that I, level. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. And I love that you said when it enters companionship, there's no more keeping score. There's no more keeping score. It's a totally different realm that we enter. And, and I think it can happen in moments. Um, I recently met somebody who truly is a soulmate to me and I've only known her four years. And then I had a friend of 40 years and said, oh, there's no way you could have that with her. You, you, don't, you don't know her family, you don't know this, you don't know that. And I said, no, we, it, it has happened and it is there. So I love that you um, have explained that and have really just edified for me, you know, what the companionship level of friendship is. Yeah, it's much deeper. And there's no expectation how long we know each other, how often we should do what you give, take. Um, it's, it's almost an automatic, spontaneous offering, giving. It's, it's more pleasure in giving, not because I'm expected or I should. There's no mm -hmm. iota of obligation. Sometimes and no, I, and no iota of rivalry. There's no rivalry. Sometimes when rivalry does arrive, it's for different reasons than in friendship. In friendship, the personality conflicts are more visible. Rivalry, of course it can happen. We are humans. But it dissolves in companionship. Quickly. 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 That's right. Quickly. Because there is such deep, deep level of, of, of just trust. And it's a spontaneous giving. With, with no expectation whatsoever, no obligation, like I said before. And in friendship, I think that's one of the criteria to, I, don't, I hate to use this word, to kind of measure, is it friendship, is it companionship? If at any time I feel obligated, it, didn't, oh. it did not enter companionship. Oh, interesting. I never f make you feel obliged to me. And you, right. and you never make me feel obliged to you in companionship. There's no such thing. What a new and different way to view this. You know, it's, it's, it's a very just freeing way to view it also. And to, to think about. Yeah, I love that because you're right. We are human and rivalry does come in, but it's let go very quickly. You know, in my lifetime, there's been a lot of um, friendships that I've had for, you know, different reasons and at different times in my life. And at sometimes I was more um, able to allow certain behaviors that I felt were not really conducive to the relationship. I let it go. And, and now I'm not as willing to let it go anymore. You know? But if it was companionship, if it was oh, companionship. Absolutely. absolutely. But now I, I view it that way. Right. Right. You will not even consider 
I cannot let it go. It's let go before you even think about it. That's right. Yeah. That it, it's a yeah. very, very new way to look at that. Yeah. And companionship can exist in marriages and in romantic relationships, you see. And sometimes when those relationships can even end as a marriage. And, you know, I have been, I have been seeing in the last, I would say, five, seven years, a shift in relationships, when two people divorce, let's say, th there is a tendency now either to, maybe because of financial needs, either to stay together and somehow forced to make it work in the same house, mm -hmm. not to change houses. But I've seen right. a tendency that people don't have to hate each other, dislike each other, badmouth each other after a separation like that. And sometimes people stay actually wonderful friends and companions, even after the, the sexual level of the relationship ends. Right, right. It's a new way of, of, of moving. I've seen it uh, and I continue to see it. Yeah. And it's encouraging. Yeah, it's really encouraging for me. And, and the other part, uh, Linda, that, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't bring that up. In companionship, there is love, loving. Absolutely. So in friendship, you can have love or not. You can have trust and you can mm -hmm. have enjoyment and, and satisfaction, but not necessarily love. In companionship, you have a spiritual connection, even if it's different. You have trust and you have love and no obligation and no expectations. Yolanda, have you thought about um, friendships with the natural world, with nature, friendships with the animal world? You know, having two golden retrievers of my own, I look at um, friendships with the animal world, but I also look at friendship with nature. That's connection. Um, connection, that yes. That is an absolute connection. Yeah. That yeah. you allow you you allow yourself actually there is when the personality moves out of the way and you connect with that animal or that tree or that right. mountain on on their level of consciousness, which mm -hmm. which you see, what's missing there is expectations. I want you to be this way. I want you to be that right. way. <laughs> right. Right. It relaxes you. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Because I I find now that I've um you know need more alone time, but the alone time can be in nature. Obviously, it can be with my golden retrievers, or um, it can be alone altogether, and. I also think there are friendships with words. I'm a word person, you know, so I'm a, an avid reader. Um, I have friendships with poetry, with certain poets. Now, I don't know them, but I have a friendship with them. The point of connection is the words, is the yes. articulation. Yeah. Yes, and I, and I feel vitally alive in many of these situations. But, the, you know, they're not person-to-person -person mm -hmm. friendships. Absolutely. But they are friendships in my heart. Yeah. 
Another thing I wanted to say, uh, which is quite helpful, is the idea of no matter how close you are, actually, the more close you are, the more you allow yourself to have boundaries. So if oh, I <laughs> please talk more about that. I could use a little help in that area. So the more, the closer I feel to you, Linda, the easier it is for me to say to you, um, I don't like when you said that. That invaded me. Um, uh, I only have this time, and I'm not worrying Oh, you will misjudge it, or you will uh, you will um, m- misunderstand it. I'm not worried about misunderstandings because boundaries. Why people don't have boundaries? It's completely related to not wanting to displease someone. Because if I say to you, very much so. Yeah, um, Linda, I can talk about uh, two hours with you, but I cannot talk more than that. Or five minutes, I can. I don't have more than five minutes. And if if there is trust and companionship, there is no explanation. No, no need to 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 justify my boundary. So boundaries are as necessary in companionship. And they're easier, and they are uh, no explanation is needed. And actually, the less um, uh, uh, profound, the less deeply connected you are with the person, sometimes is more difficult to put boundaries. Absolutely. Of thinking, Absolutely. what would they think, and, and how they, they they will take it. Right, and just that you said. Boundaries are really important. I mean, they really are. And when we don't set them, it is because we don't want to either disappoint somebody or for whatever reason. But that takes practice also, right? It takes practice. It takes trust. And like, that's why I said, it, it can be a measurement, another measurement of where you are, what level of connection you have with someone. If mm-hmm. it's easier to put the boundaries and you know n- there would be no misunderstanding, the, f- the mm-hmm. friendship is deeper, the companionship, it's, it's there. If it's more worried and explanation and justifying, um, it means it, it, hasn't, it hasn't deepened yet. It's, it's not as profound. It hasn't deepened yet. Yeah. yeah. That, it doesn't mean it's actually, not a good friendship. It just, it didn't, t- it's not, the roots have not taken deep enough yet to, to withstand me putting a boundary with you. I don't take right. it personally. When you put boundaries, right. I just don't take it that it's anything, rejection to me. It's just what you need and I honor and respect and give you right. what you need. I, I love that. I think that's something I will continue to think about more and more because I think it's it's hugely important. And I love the way you looked at it. Yeah. That's very, very important. So Yolanda, in, in terms of friendships, when you want to let them go, do you think it's better to just let them dissolve naturally 
or have a conversation with somebody that, yes, we've been friends for about 35 years. And, you know, I don't think it's working anymore. Certainly not working for me or, or is it just to stop making the dates with that person and stop having the, and I, I'm, I'm thinking of what's either the more honest way, what's the better way and when do we do this? And how do we do this? I don't think there's such a thing as better way. It really it's is defined by the you and the other person and the type of connection you have. For some people, it 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 is just natural to have a conversation and say and some other people you just stop responding because you feel they will not understand uh, it will right. create some more drama it it will go on and on so it it's it's not a right or better way it really each connection will define how you end oh. it yeah right how you end it and you go with your with your intuition <laughs> you go ah. and and you take a chance every time i mean you know someone if it's not if the other person is not as ready as you to end um yeah you take a chance that uh, someone will be hurt so if you know the person and their level of vulnerability and sensitivity um and you don't want to hurt them or but you see hurting someone yeah, there are times that we um, intentionally do something to intentionally hurt someone. And sometimes right. we we are who we are and the other person gets hurt. So it, we didn't have any intention, but if the other Correct. person gets hurt, it's really right. they carry that responsibility unless we had intention to hurt. So in that, it really depends. I know I'm not answering, uh, but no, yeah. no, no, yeah. but but you are. There mm. are different pathways to do this. That's right, that's right. And and each friendship is unique. And trust, you know, what's here, your intuition. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of times I see these sayings, especially in social media. If you are friends, da 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 da. da. If friendship means, there's no such thing. The minute you put rules on the friendship is no longer friendship. It becomes an obligation and it takes you away from deepening the friendship. Right. And and it does because when I feel there's un, uh, unrealistic expectations on my time, then I'm already in a different mindset. Like, why? No, I can't do this. You know, I have other things to do. Or if I'm explaining, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't, you know, to, to the point of explaining on and on rather than, you know what, it just doesn't work today. I can't do it. I know we had a plan, but something's come up. And obviously I'd say what, either say what it was or, but like you said, companionship, it's okay. Because I know I'm going to see you again. There's a trust. So, there. There, yeah, there is. Um, uh, and and you see the 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 other thing here is um, um, it's it's about when it's time to end a relationship. The relationship ends by itself. Right. A, a, a yeah. friendship. A friendship just right. 
it's, it's going to end no matter what you do. And the other thing I wanted to say, regarding going back to boundaries, you see, it's so helpful to introduce, as you are meeting someone and you like them and you want to progress into deepening the friendship and the connection, it's quite helpful to state your boundaries, to state what works and what doesn't work. I do that with some dear, dear, dear friends I have when we are about especially to travel together, for example, or to drive together, long drives together. We always have a meeting and we say, this is what I need, this is what I don't need. So when it comes, and especially at times when we are tired, you see, that's when a lot of conflict happens and we are vulnerable and we don't take care of resting before we go on with some discussion or dialogue. Um, That's when problems can come. But if you state it from the very beginning, for example, that you, I'm not sure, but if you are the kind of person that time is very important to you and, and limits on time, when we see how long we see each other, it's, you don't need to justify it. You just state it as a description of yourself. As you're describing yourself, you need to describe the boundaries you have for friendship. And I think that puts it right up front, and there is no explaining after that. It just, it sets the... I don't want to use the word guidelines, but yeah, I kind of guidelines for that kind of thing. I know for me, when I'm traveling with a friend, I need alone time also. I can't, I can't go 24 seven with that person. And I need my time to either walk alone or do this. I remember long ago, I was in Texas and I really had this wonderful friend and I wanted to um, go bike riding with her in the morning because she was bike riding. And she said to me, she said, no, it's something I just do alone. And I didn't take it in any other way that, except she did it alone. And currently I walk alone in my community in the morning. And, you know, so many people have said, well, let's all walk together. But, you know, it, 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 it works for them, but it doesn't work for me. And, and it's okay. It's a way of introducing yourself. And to own that, because when you start catching yourself, trying to please your friend, uh, things are not going to go well, (laughs) (laughs) because at one point you will get frustrated. And if you put boundaries and the other person doesn't believe them, uh, honors them and invades them, then it's again, that's another not good sign. Yeah, this was amazing, Linda. This is great. <laughs> this was great. You inspire me and, and you certainly enrich my life in many ways. So I'm, I'm loving having done this with you. Me too, Linda. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. You're invited to experiment with the suggestions that Angela and I um, uh, talked about and uh, um, and see how that that comes out for you. Um, you're also invited to be my curious guest. 
please email your comments, questions, and suggestions for more themes to awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com. That's all for today. Until next time, yajara. <laughs>